my soul is resting it's just a blessing to us that we've been to ourselves. Hallelujah.
so good you've been so good you've been so good you've been so good you've been so
worship him. Put those hands together and worship him in this place. On today, we come to lift him higher. We come to lift him higher. Hallelujah. Hey everyone, I'm Kalei Renee Hall. I hope you're enjoying the worship so far. If you're on Facebook, make sure to hit the share button. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Now, let us get ready for the word of God being brought forth by my grandfather, Dr. Kevin B. Hall. Be blessed. Secondly, today is Mother's Day. Yes. With that being said, we would like to acknowledge all mothers. If all mothers would please stand, all mothers. Just want to acknowledge you on this day. And while you're standing, please know that on this wonderful day, you are so worthy of the honor that you're receiving and we want to wish you a very happy Mother's Day. The very robe that I'm wearing today this was a robe that was my mother's favorite robe when I used to be a pastor in San Francisco. So that means I've had this robe for over 30 years. And I, I, I pull it out every year on Mother's Day in recognition and remembrance of my mother. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Now that the mothers are standing, let everyone else stand. And there is a word in the book of Exodus that I'm going to ask you to read with me. Um, it's a teaching word. Today, the message is going to be a little bit different. It's not a typical structured message that has three alliterated points. Amen. The blessing is going to be as we walk through the word on this morning. Exodus chapter 2. And I need you to help me today by reading let us read together verses 1 through 10. I'll be reading from the King James Version. There's a few more verses than what I usually read, but we need to read these together to aid us in our understanding of what's going to be happening in this message. Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Let us read together. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to a wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could not no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's bank, brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept, and she had compassion on him, and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go, 
And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee my wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, Because I drew him out of the water. Our message today is entitled, A Caring Mother. Everybody repeat those three words, a caring mother. God bless you, and you may be seated. A caring mother. Abraham Lincoln once said, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. W.R. Wallace said, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. George Eliot said, life began with waking up and loving my mother's face. An Irish proverb said, a man loves his sweetheart the most. He loves his wife the best, but he loves his mother the longest. <laughs> Moreover, it has been said, a mom's hug lasts long after she lets go. Again, I need to say to all mothers, happy Mother's Day. Let's give God a hand of praise for the mothers. Speaking of mothers, we often acknowledge certain mothers in the Bible, such as Eve, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Hannah, Bathsheba, Elizabeth, and most of all, Mary. However, everybody say however, Moses' mother was an unsung hero recorded in the Bible. In all honesty, in my 35 years as a pastor, and each year that I would stand on Mother's Day, I'd highlight different mothers in the Bible, but this is the first time I've highlighted Moses' mother. She was a caring mother of three godly and gifted children, Miriam, Aaron, and Moses. The Pharaoh of that day was daunted because of the growth of the Israelites in Egypt. He ordered that every son that was born be killed and thrown into the Nile River. For those who want to read about that, you can read it in Exodus chapter 1, verses 16 and 22. But I need for you to walk with me in your Bible as we go into chapter 2. 
And in chapter 2, verse 1, you'll notice that there was a man of the house of Levi. And he married a woman whom he took to be his wife, and she was the daughter of Levi. Now we learn in Exodus chapter 6, verse 20, and Numbers chapter 26, verse 59, the names of these two people who ended up being the parents of Moses. Moses' mother's name was Jochebed. Moses' father's name was Amram. Notice with me in Exodus chapter 6, verse 20. In your Bible, you will notice in Exodus chapter 6, verse 20, it says, And Amram took him, Jochebed, his father's sister, to wife, and she bare him Aaron and Moses. And the years of the life of Amram were a hundred and thirty and seven years. Go to Numbers chapter 26. In Numbers chapter 26, all of these, these two verses are important to help us understand Exodus chapter 2 verse 1. In Numbers chapter 26, verse 59. Numbers chapter 26, verse 59, it says, and the names of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, whom her mother bare to Levi in Egypt. And she bare unto Amram, Aaron, and Moses, and Miriam, their sister. So what we need to understand is Jochebed, who is the mother we're highlighting today as a caring mother, she married a man named Amram. Amram and Jochebed had three children. The first child was Miriam. The second child was Aaron. And the third child was Moses. Somebody shout out and say, teach, pastor. Miriam was the oldest child. She was about six or seven years older than Moses. She was the only daughter. She was, in other words, Moses' only sister, as we, what we have on record. Aaron, the middle child, he was three years older than Moses. Miriam, we learn in the Bible that she was a prophetess, but she got in trouble with God. But we learn also in the Bible that God struck her with leprosy for not trusting God and for complaining about Moses marrying a Cushite woman. That's interesting because when you dig into that whole concept of a Cushite woman, we're talking about a woman of Ethiopia. When you dig into that about a Cushite woman, we're most likely talking about a black woman. Yeah. 
Miriam complained, along with Aaron, about their baby brother marrying a Kushite, an Ethiopian, most likely a black woman. God did not like that. God struck Miriam with leprosy. I want you to look at somebody and say, God is not a God of color. <laughs> Come on and give God a hand of praise. <sighs> Aaron, Moses' brother, he was the first high priest. So when we read about various high priests in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, well, the origin, it traces all the way back. To Aaron, he was the first high priest. And he was also Moses' spokesman. Moses had a problem, but he didn't hear this. God didn't let his problem hinder God from using Moses. What was Moses' issue? He was not an eloquent speaker. So God blessed Moses with an assistant, someone to assist him, which was his biological brother, Aaron, who was a more polished, eloquent speaker. So when we talk about Aaron, yes, he was the first high priest, and also he was uh, a more eloquent speaker. He was Moses' spokesman. Back in Exodus, go back to Exodus chapter 2. In Exodus chapter 2, so in verse 1, Interestingly, we learn about Moses' parents. In verse 2, we learn that Jochebed became pregnant. She had a third child, which we're going to see was Moses. When she gave birth to Moses, we see in verse 2, she recognized something was special about him. He was, a, in the King James Version, it says, a goodly child. And even though the Pharaoh of that day had declared that all babies were, let me say, male babies were to be thrown into the Nile River, she hid him for three months. I, wanna, I want you to get what's going on here. The Pharaoh in the days of Joseph was a good man. But the Pharaoh in the days of Moses, which was another Pharaoh, was not a good man. Somebody shout out, teach, pastor. In verse 2, I want you to also notice something that is common with many of you, but is not common with some people, and that is Jochebed chose to give birth to her child. I'll say it again. Jochebed chose to give birth to her child. A debate has resurfaced about whether women should have the right to abort their children or not. This is an attempt to overturn the Roe versus Wade decision made in 1973 by the Supreme Court. I'm not going to get into my opinion one way or the other. I think we're more concerned about the political motives. <laughs> Are y'all listening to me? But when we look at Jochebed, she chose not to abort Moses despite the circumstances of that day. 
She cared by giving birth to her child. Hear this. She cared for Moses for three months until she could no longer conceal him. She cared to the best of her ability. And I need to say to every one of us today, we're here, number one, because of God, but also, guess what? There was a mother that God used to bring us into this world. Regardless of the, your opinion of that person, you need to be thankful to God for your mother whom God used to bring you into this world. Let me say something else to all of us. As we sit here, we have various experiences. Perhaps some are sitting here right now, and your mother was not able to provide for you as much as maybe someone else's mother provided for them. But I need to put something on your mind because when we look at Jochebed, I just made a point, and that is she cared to the best of her ability. Your mother may not have had as much as somebody else's mother, but hear this, your mother cared to the best of her ability. She might not have had as much money. She might not have had as much education. She might not have had the, the material things of this world, but she did what she could. And by the grace of God, you are alive and here today. So give God some glory for that. In verse 3, notice in your Bible, that when Jochebed could no longer conceal Moses, she, she put him in an ark, which was a basket, and she, she didn't throw him in the water, but she, she laid it at the, the brinks of the river. Jochebed cared for Moses by putting him in a basket, hear this, having faith that he would survive. And many of us are alive today because our mother had the faith that we would survive. Jochebed cared by ensuring that Moses would be as safe as possible. When I look at verse 4, come on, walk with me. In verse 4, it says, and his sister, we learned earlier he had a sister whose name was Miriam. She stood afar off. She stood from a distance. And she observed what was going on. In verse 5, somebody say verse 5. In verse 5, the daughter of Pharaoh. Now, I want you all to catch this because... Again, the Pharaoh in Moses' day was not a good man. He was a mean man. All right, he was insecure. Insecure because the Israelites were, were growing uh, uh, numerically, and he feared that they would overtake them or, or side with the enemy. But he was unlike the Pharaoh that Joseph had favor with. Thank God. 
that his daughter was nothing like her daddy. Because in verse 5 it says, the daughter of Pharaoh, she went to the river to wash, to bathe. She had her maidens, meaning her servants, with her who accompanied her, and she noticed that basket, and she told them to go get that basket. Oh. Pharaoh's daughter went to the river to bathe when she noticed the basket, and Moses was in, that basket Moses was in, and she sent one of her servants to get the basket. Pharaoh's daughter was being used by God unknowingly. And I want you to just take note of how amazing God is. Uh, sometimes God uses people, and people don't even realize that God is using them. I encourage everybody to be kind to everyone. Fact of the matter, let me say this. We need to be careful how we treat people anyway. Because the very people, that person that you might walk over today, you might need that person on tomorrow. It behooves us to be kind to everyone because guess what? We never know what people are going through. Just like everybody in here, I can't see your smiles because you have your mask on, but uh, just, just from what I can see, everybody looks good, but everybody in here might not be really doing well. And not just here, but wherever we go. We may see people smiling and don't even know that, 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 that the pain that they're living with on the inside. Sometimes just a, a warm hello. Sometimes just a, a, a kind greeting of God bless you. You don't know what that could do for a, a, a hurting soul. You don't know how God might use those simple words of yours uh, to give somebody the lift they need to make it through that day. It's amazing how God uses people even when people are not aware that God is using them. Go ahead and give God some more praise. We don't know what God is doing. Let me illustrate. Almost Let's say it's been over 28 years ago before I became the pastor's church. When I, was in the, when I was a pastor in San Francisco, I was kind to an elderly preacher who had retired by the name of the late Reverend Calvin Jones Sr. He had retired as a pastor of the Providence Baptist Church in San Francisco. I was kind to him. I was kind to him when he was a pastor. He was kind to me. But just because he was no longer a pastor, I was still kind to him. Well, God saw fit. Nobody knew what God was doing. God saw fit to move upon him and this church for him to become the interim pastor of this church after he retired in San Francisco. He came out of retirement and became the interim pastor. And a year later, this church made him the pastor because he was doing such a great job. Interestingly, when he became the interim pastor, when he came over here, he remembered the kindness of that young man in San Francisco, so he asked me to come over and do the revival. The second year when I came, that Thursday of the revival, he died. That Friday, the deacons met 
and they want to meet with me. And, and then that previous week, that next week, it was Deacon Cable, Deacon Lee Johnson, Deacon Baker, and Deacon Rudy Johnson. The four of them met with me to discuss me becoming the pastor of this church. And here we are almost 20 years later. <laughs> Nobody knew but God. When Pastor Jones asked me to come here to do this revival, I'm doing well. I got a member, former member in Saint Fran from San Francisco right now. I'm I was doing well in San Francisco. Nobody knew that when God brought Reverend Jones here, God was actually bringing him here in order to pave the way for me to come here. <sighs> but I'm just sharing with all of us how God moves. Can you look at your life and see how doors open in different ways and how God put people in your life and how God blessed you in ways and you didn't even see those blessings coming? Verse 6, go there. When Pharaoh's daughter opened the basket, she saw baby Moses, uh, uh, and she saw the baby, she, and, and the baby was crying. She had compassion on him and recognized this was one of those Hebrew babies. She felt sorry for the crying baby and discerned that Moses was a Hebrew baby. Verse 7. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be done in verse 10, so y'all stay with me. And I've already told you I don't have my three points, so y'all can see where the sermon is going. In verse 7, we see where, then said his sister, his sister... We're talking about Moses' sister. Now remember in verse 4, she's observing the situation. I want all the men especially to look into this. I don't want any, I don't want any men to tune this message out because this is Mother's Day and it's a Mother's Day message. I, I want you to look at something because we're going to learn something about these women. <laughs> in a good way, all right? Because these women are going to be about to throw some purses at me in a minute, amen. It said, then said his sister, Miriam. I want y'all to look at Miriam. Her wisdom. She, Miriam said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse and breastfeed the baby? Miriam never told Pharaoh's daughter that she was the sister of Moses. She didn't tell Pharaoh's daughter exactly what she had in mind. Wow. Verse 8, Pharaoh's daughter told her, go, go, go. And she went and called the child's mother. <laughs> Miriam went and got Moses' mother. Miriam went and got her mother. Wow. After Pharaoh's daughter consented, Moses' sister Miriam brought Moses to their mother to care for Moses, her biological son. Look at somebody say, it gets better. <laughs> Verse 9. I only got two more verses. Stay with me, everybody. Verse 9. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away. I need you to nurse the baby for me. I want you to look at God. And I will give thee wages. The woman, meaning Moses' mama, took the child and nursed it. God fixed it. 
for Jochebed to care for her baby and be paid for doing it. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how God will sometimes bless you to be paid to do the very thing that you enjoy doing? But don't lose sight on Miriam. I was talking to a, an older preacher just yesterday. And when I was talking to him, I, I was sharing with him how, uh, just a little something about, you know, we talk about women. And I shared with him, I said, man, I want you to understand something about women. And I said, uh, women are often thinking when we're asleep. <laughs> Brothers, listen now. Miriam, Miriam, she's thinking the whole time. And I, I just want to help these us as men out. You know, in our dealings with the women. Just because these women don't say anything. It doesn't mean that they don't know anything. Miriam was thinking the whole time. And, 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 and that's the way a lot of these women are. They're thinking. Brothers, sometimes, they, I mean, they done thought this thing out so well. Before we even took the step, they already knew the step we were going to take. <laughs> I need some women to come on and clap. Y'all know. <laughs> but back to verse 9. God fixed it for Jochebed to care for a baby and then pay for it. I want, I want everybody to hear, hear this as I'm, I'm about to move into verse 10. God will bless a caring mother to take care of her children. I want every mother to hear this. Every mother, if you are a caring mother, God will bless you to take care of your children. You may not even have the support of your baby's daddy. But guess what? You got the support of the almighty God. God will bless you. And I want to say to every uh, uh, female in here who may become a mother, if you become a mother, strive to be a caring mother. And if you are a caring mother, God will bless you to care for your child. Come on and put some hands together. And I need some witnesses right now. I need some mothers. Uh, uh, over over two-thirds of you stood uh, when I asked the mothers to stand. Well, I need some mothers right now to talk back to me. How many mothers are sitting in here right now and you know something about some hard times, but the Lord still provided and enabled you to take care of your children. Come on, mothers. Uh, those of you who know what I'm talking about, wave some hands uh, and put some hands together. How many of us as children, and don't let your pride stop you from praising on this one. How many of us as children, when I say children, I know you're an adult now, but hear this, you were the child of your mother and you observed some hard times your mother had 
but by the grace of God, you came out all right. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on. Give it up for God right now. I say to everybody in here, whether your mother is alive or not, and I'm not going to get into how good she was or, or what mistakes she may have made, that's not your concern. You be thankful to God that God used your mother to give you life and bring you into this world. Come on and put some hands together. Verse 10, look at your name and say he's on the last verse. In verse 10, it says, and the child grew. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm going to acknowledge the comma there because that comma means pause, and I need to pause. It says, and the child grew. I'm looking at everybody in here right now. Guess what? We have grown. By the grace of God, we have grown. By the grace of God, we made it through some things. We made it through, as old folks would say, some stuff. Uh, by the grace of God, uh, here we are today. Uh, God has blessed us. Uh, there's so many that started with us uh, that's no longer with us. Uh, there are children that were born into this world that never got a chance uh, to see their parents. Uh, but by the grace of God, we're still here. And by the grace of God, we will continue. Come on and give God some praise on that one. One. Ah, it says the child grew. Jochebed brought the child back to Pharaoh's daughter. Well, this is big of her. And the child became Pharaoh's daughter's son. Pharaoh's daughter ended up adopting the boy. And she, meaning Pharaoh's daughter, Named the baby Moses. Well, she said, because I drew him out of the water. Let me, let me summarize this. Jochebed cared. So, we're talking about a caring mother, everyone. And I shared, with, I shared earlier, she's an unsung hero in the Bible. She cared so much for Moses that she allowed Pharaoh's daughter to adopt him and name him Moses rather than allow him to be killed. She had to make a decision. If I try to keep him, he's going to die. So I got to let him go and allow this woman to adopt him in order for him to, lie, to live and do all the things that God is going to use him to do. I want everybody to hear this. A caring mother will choose life for her child rather than death, even if life means being adopted by someone else. So let's not frown on people who allow someone else to adopt their child. If the situation for the baby is better with someone else, a caring mother will choose life for her child. Come on, let's put some more hands together. That word Moses means drawing out of or pulling out of the water. Everybody, come on, use those expressions. Uh, drawing out of or pulling out of the water. 
catch this, catch this, touch your neighbor, do look at somebody and just say, uh, catch it. <sighs> the word Moses means drawing out, pulling out. Isn't it interesting that the man who was drawn out of the water later led people through the water. Understand something about experience. Experience, as some have said, is your greatest teacher. Experience is something that's greater than what you can get out of a textbook. Often God permits us with certain experiences, even though some of those experiences can be painful. But often God will permit us to have certain experiences in order for us to know what to do in helping somebody else get through the same situation. Be careful about saying how somebody can't tell you anything because of what they did. That's the person who can tell you. A person who has never been through anything, that's the person you don't embrace. But somebody who's been through something, that's who you want to listen to. Even though that person made the mistake, that person can tell you it's not worth it because they know the consequences of the mistake. Come on and put some more hands together. God used Moses mightily to free the Hebrew people from, from their 400-year bondage of slavery and take them to the promised land. You talking about a caring mother. It was all in God's plan. Look how God orchestrated it. Despite the Pharaoh who said all male babies are to be cast into the river, God is still God. You know what that says to me? Regardless of what man declares in this world, man cannot outrule God. Let me insinuate something. I, I don't care who the leader is of any country. He or she is not bigger than God. God's got the whole world in his hand. God is in control of this world. God is in control of you and I. God is sovereign. God is sovereign, which means God is still on the throne. Somebody praise God for that. A point we need to recognize, which we overlook, is Moses had a caring mo mother. We often talk about Moses in the burning bush. We talk about how Moses wrote the law. We talk about how Moses led the people across the Red Sea. But a point that we don't ever want to miss from now on when we talk about Moses is that he had a caring mother. When we talk about the greatness of any person, that person would not have ever made it if it wasn't for God and that person's mother. Come on and put some hands together. <laughs> Let me see if I can conclude with this illustration. There was a beautiful young woman. Look at somebody say, he's almost done. Okay, all right, all right, all right. There was a beautiful young woman. She lived in New York. 
a building was on fire. Nothing strange about a building on fire, but this was a different situation because the young woman's baby was in that building. When she discovered her baby was in that building, the fireman could not hold her back. She literally ran through the flames, got her baby, smothered her baby, ran back out of the flames without the baby being touched by the fire. The woman was burned severely. Almost died, but didn't die. Somebody say, she did not die. After recovering, she often looked at herself in the mirror feeling bad. One day, she got a good thought. She told herself, even though the fire disfigured her, it was worth it. And that her daughter would grow up one day to appreciate it. But one day, her and her daughter, who became a beautiful young lady, were invited to an excursion. They were invited to an event. A lot of people were there. The mother was at a distance. The beautiful daughter was being charmed by all of the people. Everybody telling the beautiful daughter how pretty she was. The mother came near her daughter, and as she was approaching, there was a man who looked at that woman and said to her daughter, who is that hideous woman? The story does not end like it should. Instead of the daughter saying, that's my mama. Instead of the daughter saying, that's the woman who brought me into this world. That's the woman who risked her life in order for me to still have life. The daughter said, I do not know. The mother overheard her say that. That broke her heart, knowing that she was disfigured because she rescued her daughter. Those of us who have a caring mother we should be caring people. So I say to everybody in here, if you had a caring mother, you should be a caring person. And we are capable. I want you to hear this. We don't have to be mean. We're capable of being caring people when we know a caring God. So I say to everybody in here, as well as those who are viewing through live streaming, we don't have to be mean, we don't have to be nasty, we don't have to be obnoxious, we don't have to be ruthless. We can be caring if we know a caring God. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Put some hands together on that. And he is a caring God. Come on, recite John 3.16 with me, everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God cares so much that he permitted Jesus to die in our stead. He cares so much that he resurrected Jesus early Easter morning after being crucified and buried for three days and three nights. If you appreciate what God did through Jesus for you, go ahead and give God a big praise. On a personal note, as I take my seat, as I conclude, on a personal note, I care about myself. 
The reason why a lot of folk don't care about anybody else is because they don't even care about themselves. Well, personally, I care about myself. I care about my family. I care about each of you. Because I was taught how to care by a caring mother and because most importantly, I know a caring God. On this Lord's Day, we honor and celebrate a caring God. On this Mother's Day, we honor and celebrate a caring mother. God bless you, everybody. All eyes are closed, and Father, we come to you on today, thanking you for this Lord's Day first and Mother's Day second. We pray that you will save those who are not saved, and those who are saved but need a church home, that you will inspire them, whether they be in person or viewing through live streaming. We pray for everybody that has heard this message. Perhaps there are some who are hurting. Perhaps there are some who are sorrowful, grieving because their mother is no longer physically present. Lord, I come in prayer that you will comfort and give these individuals strength. Father, I also pray for every mother. I pray that every mother will live to the best of her ability to be a caring mother. Father, I pray for all of us who are alive that we will learn to appreciate and honor our mother, whether she's alive or not, whether she did good or not. Father, I pray for everyone who's listening and viewing that you will bless us according to our needs. Protect us from hurt, harm, danger, viruses, sickness, disease, injuries, and death. Father, I pray that as we prepare to present you our tithes and offerings, that they be acceptable unto thee. Father, I pray that in our departure, that your spirit will rest, rule, and abide with us, each of us, henceforth and forevermore. God's people said, Amen. God's people said amen. God's people shouted out amen. Eyes are still closed. Eyes are still closed. If you are not saved, if you are in need of a church home, those of you present, why don't you fill out that form that's behind that pew in front of you? 
There's, a, there's forms in front of that. See that pew in front of you? Get one of those forms. Fill it out. Afterwards, put it in an offering basket. Give it to an usher. Or you can give it to one of the individuals at the front desk. And we will respond as soon as possible, meaning promptly. So again, we encourage you to do this. This is a wonderful church. It's a great church family. We encourage this sincerely. Uh, and then those of you who's viewing online, you can fill it out electronically, and we will also respond promptly. Eyes are open. If you were blessed by the teaching of the word, go ahead and bless God. We're always in prayer for individuals of all types. It's interesting here that so last week we were informed that one of our beloved friends, uh, late Reverend Dr. Gilletto James, whom we fellowship with for many years, and over 20 years I used to go and preach his anniversary. And my last week he went home to be with the Lord. And the funeral is scheduled for next Monday, not tomorrow, but Monday after tomorrow. That's at 11 o'clock over at the Beth Eaton Church. I did receive a call from the church and pastor asking me to participate on the program, and I told him I was humbled to do so, and rightfully so, I have to do it. Amen. Uh, heart was heavy, and then on Friday, received a call from a friend, shared with me that he was diagnosed with stage four cancer in the pancreas. Amen. And he comes to this church soon, and uh, is two months older than myself, and heart was broken to hear that but it's just a reminder that you know we need to enjoy life while we have it because it's fleeting I wake up every morning and I wake up I give thanks but there's a scripture I recite and it gives me focus for that moment and I'll say this is the day the Lord hath made I will rejoice and be glad in it so that means despite whatever is happening that's out of my control I recognize the Lord has blessed me with this day. I may not see the next day, but he's blessed me with this day. And I'm going to do all that I can. So I said, everybody, we may not see another Mother's Day. We may not see even tomorrow. But God has blessed us with this day. And as the old folk would say, he has given us a reasonable portion of our health and our strength. So I say to everybody, love one another, be kind to one another, and let's make the best out of this day. Let's put some more hands together. With that being the case, um, as these wonderful deacons shall come, I encourage all of us to give well. There's a few of you I see today I haven't seen in a while. It's so good. And that's beautiful. Keep playing that. Amen. Yes. Uh, Feel me, I haven't seen it in a while. It's good to see you back with us. I do understand that's why we have live streaming. Some people are uncomfortable. I pray for my son, Kevin Jr. You know, he's so faithful as far as being here. But uh, I just talked to him this morning, and he and his wife both have COVID. Amen. So pray for him. But the good thing about COVID is not as bad as it was a couple of years ago. I mean, it's still capable of taking folk out, but it's not as bad. Now it's kind of like flu-like flu -like symptoms and so forth. But still, nobody wants to be sick. Amen. 
Amen. So um, we, we're praying for him and praying for everyone. But you're a wonderful congregation, and I say to everybody, make the best out of today. I, I understand uh, our emotions uh, for some of us is tough, but just make the best out of the day and live your life to the fullest. Pastor Hall loves you. <laughs> All right. God bless you. The ushers are coming. Let's give well. The building project is going well. I think Deacon Johnson assigned, we, we look at contracts and all of that. Um, soon we're going to be breaking ground, and I'll be talking to you more about that. But the city has granted us the permit. I've asked, I've shared with you my desire as in the past is to lead us through this project debt-free. It can happen if all of us continue to give our tithes and offerings. And I want to say this. I realize for many of us, we don't see how it benefits us personally. But if we can make this city better, making life better for the next the next generation taking them off the streets giving them something to do a place where they can enjoy it's a worthwhile investment amen everybody all right god bless you let's just the two sides are standing and they're coming oh yes i like that other one stay with it there's no it's no secret I hope that you have been blessed by the word that went forth today. And listen, without your support, we can't do what we're doing here. And so let me tell you a little bit about tithes and offering. And it's here in this scripture, Malachi 3, 8, and 9. And it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offering? Ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now let me take it a step further. And it says in verse 10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's what the word says. So we encourage you to continue giving to St. John. Now listen, there's various ways that you can give. One, you can give in person during our worship celebrations. Two, you can mail or drop off at the South Campus or our, our administration building. Three, you can give online. Now listen, you can find more information about where those locations are by visiting our website. Um, in the meantime, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you were blessed and we hope that you will have a blessed week in the Lord.